All right, welcome to another episode of Achieve My Wellness Podcast with Dr. Jared and Dr. Evan. I'm Chris Valentine from 100.7 Kick FM. Of course, I'm the morning show host in the radio station. I'm also a client of Achieve Wellness. Gentlemen, welcome in. Hey, welcome, Chris. Thanks for having us here. Thank you. You bet. So last uh, episode, you guys were talking to Amy, and it uh, the topic was heart health. Uh, for those that didn't listen to that episode yet, kind of recap, if you would, what you guys talked about in the last episode. So we talked a lot about the statistics that we're facing as a country right now when it comes to heart health, because unfortunately, the leading cause of death from disease in the United States right now is heart disease. And the crazy part about it, that is that heart disease is known as a, as a silent killer. Mm-hmm. Most people generally have absolutely no idea that it's building in their bodies until it's too late. The very first sign or symptom usually of ever having heart disease is having a heart attack or some sort of a episode like a stroke or passing out or something like that where all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is a problem. We need to change it. Unfortunately, though, the way that we've been looking at it as a country is just trying to get levels into a certain segment. When, I, when we talked a lot about cholesterol, we talked a little bit about blood pressure, we talked about um, the statistics of how early kids are even starting to develop placking in their arteries these days, and it's all because of our lifestyle. The crazy part about heart disease is that it is a lifestyle disease, which means that it's not just genetics, it's not just bad luck, it's not just uh, you're doomed to it. It is the choices you make every single day have a drastic effect on what later in your life is going to look like with heart disease. Are most of those choices diet related or is it just a mix of everything or? Yeah, it's a, I, th- I believe it's you know truly a mix of everything. I mean, we have mental stress, we have physical stress and we have chemical stressors that really affect our bodies. And so when you start filling up your bucket of stress, well, that's of course where we're going to start to elicit disease and dysfunction within the body. So yeah, it's a hundred percent, a combination of a bunch of different things going on in the body. All right. So let's move forward into uh, the topic of this episode. I guess it's going to be kind of part two of heart health. So yeah, last week was kind of the doom and gloom of just how bad we are as a country with this because the statistics are really not good. One out of every two people will die of heart disease in our country, and it affects women just as much as men. And uh, it is the leading cause of death in our country. So what can we do about this? And it's not just about decreasing your blood pressure. It's not just about taking a medication to lower your cholesterol. All of these things haven't really shown to see any improvement in the trajectory of where we're going as a country. So what can we actually do about this and how can we be proactive in making better choices right now? As well as if you do, if you already have been diagnosed with heart disease, what are some things that you can do to actually reverse this? Because if you lifestyle your way into a certain situation, you can lifestyle your way out. So I like this. You guys are going into lifestyle changes as opposed to, hey, just pump this med inside of you. Take this medication, this pill, and everything will be fine. Yeah, we're 72. I think we're about 5% of the world's population, but we consume 72% of the world's drugs within Mm -hmm. the United States. And, you know, unfortunately, we become one of the sickest nations and one of the sickest countries within the world. I mean, where we rank, you know, in the bottom to mid 40s out of industrialized countries within the world as far as our overall health as a a nation. And so we've been using medications and those types of things for for years and years and years, and it doesn't seem that the the situation is changing. And so, you know, our, our main purpose and our main guide is how do we really transform somebody's lifestyle so that we can start seeing a radical difference. You know, the medication thing, I love how you say that because, you know, my father-in-law literally had a heart attack last uh, end of last January, last February, and we're lucky to have him here right now as the widow maker that he had a problem with. And, and before that, he was already on cholesterol medication, right? And so, 
a lot of people think that they're safe, right? We can get on these medications and we're safe. But unfortunately, it even says within the, the guidelines of that medication, it says this is shown to reduce, you know, obviously your cholesterol, but it shows nothing to reduce your chance of mortality by risk of heart attack or stroke. Mm-hmm. And the majority of people think that, hey, I'm safe because I'm lowering my risk of a heart attack or a stroke because I'm on these medications. The fact is, is that's not even true. And so we really have to look at what else can we be doing to protect ourselves and our family on a on a holistic or a, or a lifestyle type of change so we can start changing the body from the inside out. Awesome. I love that's what you guys focus on as well. Of course, that's part of the five essentials uh, rolling down into it as well. So what are some of the things that we can do then? So we have to focus on the total health of the body. We can't just focus on numbers. We can't just say that, oh, as long as my numbers, whatever it is, blood pressure, cholesterol, glucose levels, as long as all of those are within a certain range, that means I'm healthy. That is not the definition of health. The definition of health is your body's ability to function and heal and everything working in harmony at 100%. And the biggest thing that gets your body out of that homeostasis is stress. And as a culture, we have gone off the deep end when it comes to just being stressed out and anxious about things. We, t- we uh, take more anxiety medication than any other country in the world. We are more stressed out than any other country in the world. We take more antidepressants than any other country in the world. We have to focus back on how do we decrease the stress response in our body because our body is made to have what's called the fight or flight mechanism. Okay, When you get in a stressful state, like let's say there's a fire in this building and we have to get out, your body is going to go into a stress response. It increases cortisol levels in your body and it may makes your body heightened awareness, but it decreases your digestive system. It decreases uh, other things, your immunal response on the body, and it decreases lots of other things. But that is supposed to happen for a short amount of time. It's to get you out of that stressful situation. You know, it's if, if let's say you're hiking in the woods and you come across a bear or a mountain lion, you know, your body ne- needs to be ready to either fight or run away to get Mm -hmm. you out of that stressful situation. It's a survival mechanism. Mm -hmm. However, our culture has placed so much stress on us, whether it's from deadlines at work, getting kids to and from practice, bills, uh, having to make dinner, family problems, you know, all these things put a stress response in our body. And what that does is that creates cortisol levels that are extremely high. That throws our body out of whack. That throws our body out of homeostasis. And that's when certain things are going to become out of balance and cause your body to become into a disease state. So we have to really, really, really focus on decreasing our stress. The funny part is, is if you if you ta- have a conversation with somebody and you say, you know, how you been lately? If they don't say, oh, I've been really busy, you kind of think of like, you know, it's that, that that's just the general response people have right now. Oh, I've just been so busy. And it's like, we have to get away from that and realize that, you know, we have to start saying no to things. Mm-hmm. We have to start getting back to what's actually important in our lives. And um, yes, COVID has made a huge impact on people's ability to go out and, you know, play sports and get involved with things. And it, it's, it's caused our culture to slow down a little bit. And I find that as a good thing because it, it lets us internally focus and realize what is actually important in our lives. It's family. It's our loved ones. It's our faith. And, you know, all these things, when we really focus on that, it really helps to decrease stress. Now, a lot of other people get really anxious about, you know, being scared of a virus, but that's another story. I want people to really focus on doing what you can to decrease stress in your life. 
I'm going to just piggyback on what you're talking about, Dr. Evan. Um, you know, when we have cholesterol issues or high blood pressure issues, it's all about inflammation. And inflammation, like we talked about, is the sugars, the grains, the toxicities, the things that we have in our daily lives. And, you know, just to talk to people about what really happens inside our arteries is when we have this type of inflammation or when any type of damage happens to our body or any body part, it doesn't matter what it is whether it's a muscle, whether it's your heart, whether it's a, a ligament, a tendon, whatever it is, whenever there's damage, there there's a healing process or an inflammatory process that starts to take place in your body. So when damage occurs to like the lining of our arteries, well, there's certain chemicals that are released within our bodies that start that inflammatory process. Then what happens is the arteries actually constrict. Okay, when arteries mm -hmm. constrict, that's where the blood becomes more prone to clotting. You have a whole bunch of white blood cells in the area, uh, and there's a whole bunch of damage that's basically being told to the brain, hey, there's damage here, send more inflammation, send more things to help build um, uh, and repair the tissue. What happens then is ultimately a scar starts to form in that area and then inside our arteries, and this is obviously called the placking issue, and this is where we run into problems. So if we rewind the situation and we get rid of the inflammation, that cascade effect never, ever happens. And so it is all about controlling that inflammatory thing. And one of the biggest things, and we've been talking about this the last few podcasts, is the sugars, the grains, the refined carbohydrates. I mean, as soon as people start cutting those out, you're going to see a huge load and a decrease uh, offloading of inflammation within the body that will help help decrease the cortisol and ultimately the insulin that causes a lot of those um, inflammatory markers uh, within the body. So it is really about controlling those. And then how do we start doing that, right? Well, we have two different uh, nutrition plans in the office that we talk about. We talk about a core plan and an advanced plan. So if somebody's listening and they, they want to know more information about that, please call our office. We can talk to you about our core plan and our, and our advanced plan and what we do to get people away from that. But the bottom line is, is really avoiding the sugars and decreasing the processed grains and a lot of the grains in our life. So let's talk about that for a second, too, because we, we have been chatting a lot about that in, in our podcast is, well, what do I actually eat then? If I'm supposed to get rid of sugars, I'm supposed to get rid of carbohydrates, does that mean I just stop eating candy bars? you got to eat no. tree bark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> tree <right>? bark. <laughs> does that mean all I, all, I, I just have to eat cardboard and things that are, do not taste good? And that is an absolute myth. That's an absolute lie. So instead of consuming so many processed foods. And in, in America, we eat a ton of bread. We eat a ton of pastas. We eat a ton of boxed processed foods like crackers and cereals and different things like that. All of those are laden with sugar and high in carbohydrates. We need to get a lot of those out of our diet, but what we replace it with is just as important. We need to replace it with good, healthy, high quality fat. Okay. So things like avocados, things like wild caught Pacific salmon, things like flax seeds, things like nuts, uh, cashews, olive oils, uh, all of these things, when we, we can t take out those carbohydrates, those inflammatory causing foods and replace it with good, healthy foods that are high in fat, that fat process actually helps the healing in your body. So that's going to help your arteries heal a lot faster without leaving so much plaque and scarring that Dr. Jared was talking about. And it can help cushion joints. It can help your body have better circulation. It just improves so many aspects of the healing response in the body. Awesome. And there are different natural things that people can be putting in, right? So other than the healthy fats and everything, I mean, pomegranate, for example. Pomegranate, in, in recent studies, have actually been shown to decrease a blockage within somebody's artery by up to 29% within one year. So it's not mm. by just eating some pomegranate and putting that into their diet and some of the things that you know are, are definitely food by God, we can start to see a, a really big change in a transition within people's, um, within people's arteries. Uh, other things would be like garlic, uh, a vitamin B complex. Those are just great things to really help 
decrease the inflammation and ultimately help that the, the arteries repair and get rid of a lot of that placking, a lot of the clogging. So there are great things, uh, obviously, to, to be putting into the body. Uh, and then, obviously, there's, there's things that we, that we talked about that we want to make sure that we're avoiding as well as far as the wheat, the gluten, and a lot of the sugars and the processed foods. Are these items part of the new pr- nutrition plan you guys were talking about? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so people can check that out for yeah, sure. Yeah, we actually have a book in the office that leads people right through it. And, uh, you know, this book, is it's a simple, easy layout of what to buy at a grocery store, how to grocery store stop, shop. We have uh, meal planning in there. Uh, there's there's recipes in there. There's a whole host of different things. I mean, it's literally a lifestyle Bible, basically, is what we call it, yeah. in the office to really <laughs> revamp and rechange. So, I mean, we can give people all the information they want, but until they take the action to actually start changing, Chris, unfortunately, Unfortunately, we're going to start to see this. We're going to continue to same to see the uh, same disease process that we're seeing currently right now in the United States. All right, so we covered decreasing stress. What's the next step then? So decreasing stress, making sure you're getting proper nutrients into your body. Next thing we're going to talk about is exercise. Exercise is key. Our bodies are made to move. Our bodies are not meant to be sedentary at all. So uh, unfortunately, in our culture as well, people wake up in the morning, they get ready, they go sit in their car, they drive to their work, then they sit at their office all day for eight hours a day, hardly ever getting up. Then they get back in their car, sit in their car, drive back home, come home, maybe move around a little bit. Then they sit on the couch and watch TV for the rest of the night until they get up and go to their bed. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much sedentariness in our lifestyles that we have to make sure that we get exercise in. And when I'm talking about exercise, you don't have to go for a a 10 mile run every single day. You know, there's some people that do that and that's great, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to do that. When you exercise, you just have to make sure that you are exercising in a way that's going to increase your heart rate and then let it come back down and rest for a little bit, increase your heart rate again and let it come back down. That training of the heart rate to get it, allow it to increase and then decrease is extremely healthy for your body. And, that re- and it actually releases hormones in your body that has great effects, not only in weight loss, but in healing your arteries and healing heart disease happening in the body. So exercise is extremely key. And the way we teach exercise in our office is what we call HIT training, high intensity, low duration exercise. And you only have to do it for about 12 minutes a day. And that is extremely beneficial. You know, when people think about exercise, sometimes they think about pain, right? Or I don't have the time to do it or whatever it may be. Um, one of the things that maybe people can think about is that if they want to avoid senility or if they want to avoid like dementia or Alzheimer's, exercise is one of the number one things that drastically decreases your risk for those three major, major illnesses as we age. And, you know, this is what, this is one of the biggest topics that we talk about is just getting off the couch, starting to move a little bit and just, just walking, you know, start somewhere. Again, the baby steps is, is, is huge and it's very important, um, not only for the mind and for the blood flow and everything else in the body, but it's also great for your joints and, and increasing your mobility as you go through life. If you don't move, you're going to lose it. Your body's going to, you know, form all sorts of arthritis as, as well. And we're going to lose all of our hobbies and the ability of things to, to, uh, we're going to lose those abilities to do things as we uh, as we kind of go through life. I see how this kind of ties in with what you're talking about with the diet too, because people will use the excuse, "Well, I'm too tired." At the end of the day, if you cut out the refined sugars and the things that are uh, causing you not to have the energy. Maybe you're going to want to work out a little bit more. And it's amazing how when you actually do start incorporating exercise, it gives you energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, well, yeah, you're right. The two biggest excuses we hear from people who don't exercise is I don't have the time, I don't have the energy to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, when we have an exercise program completely put together for you that only takes 12 minutes a day, and in those 12 minutes you're only actually moving for six of those, and the other six you're resting, you can fit that in. Everybody has at least 15 minutes in their day that they can squeeze in a workout. And then when they start doing that more on a regular basis, and we highly recommend people do it first thing in the morning because mm-hmm. that's your 
you know, when you get it in right away, the chances of you getting it in the rest of the day just completely fall off the ledge. So you do it right away in the morning and you're going to see how much energy it gives you throughout the rest of the day. I love that you guys focus on everything like that because I've been to chiropractors in the past and they just, they adjust you and that's it. You know, there's really nothing else they focus on. So it's kind of refreshing. And that's what sets you guys apart from the rest that achieve wellness is the fact that you take all those, the five essentials that you call them, and you you help people and you kind of hold their hand through this. It's finding people's weak points, right? And so a lot of people may have been getting adjusted for years and their spine is doing really, really well, but they're, they're losing these other weak points in their life that are leading to basically not a full functional wheel to help their lifestyle really go where they want it to go. I mean, if we're, if we're missing a spoke or two in our, in our wheel of our bike, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about building those weak points in people's lives. And so you have to incorporate these things. And the last one that's really, really important is also toxicity, you know, mm-hmm. and we're, we're seeing an increase in toxicity. We come into contact with about 3,400 chemicals on a daily basis. This is the number one thing when you start to clean up your diet. I mean, we, we focus a lot on nutrition because there's so much to go with nutrition, not only how it fuels your body, but there's a lot of toxins in our food. And so if we can start literally cleaning up the, the body and getting rid of some of these, uh, some of these toxicities through even the way that we're eating, you're going to see again, that toxic load come off, that stress come off in a different way and ultimately decrease that inflammatory pattern in some body. So there are some things that, you know, people can be like buzzwords, right? We can look at the chlorinated, the brominated, the synthetic nylons, polyester, um, uh, the, the parabens, the, um, you know, all those are the chemicals that we want to be uh, avoiding and getting, you know, out of our body. And there's so many different directions. I mean, toxicity will be probably one of our major topics. And we'll probably have a two or three, four or five part series mm-hmm. on toxicity <laughs> because it literally bleeds into so many areas, whether it's kids stuff, whether it's our foods, whether it's our clothing, um, whether it's our cleaning products, our beauty products, there's so many different things that we can talk about with toxicity and toxic load. The number one thing, though, the statistics show that the biggest toxic load that incorporated when it comes to heart disease and, and in, su- extremely increases your chances of heart disease is smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are smoking, you are drastically putting your health at risk for heart disease later in life. And so decre- uh, eliminating smoking and eliminating you being around cigarette smoke is one of the biggest, easiest steps to eliminating toxic load that drastically affects heart disease. So uh, yes, all those different toxic chemicals that Dr. Jared was talking about uh, increases the stress load in the body, but smoking is one of the biggest things that have been shown through research to really have a negative impact on heart health. You know, we are chiropractors and we do adjust the spine and it is imperative that you keep your spine in good health because your spine and your central nervous system is the basis of how your body communicates with itself. Your brain sends messages down your spinal cord out through the nerves to control every organ. So your brain is what's controlling your heart. And so when we talk about heart health, let's talk about the number one thing that controls the heart, which is your brain and your nervous system. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have to check the nerves that go and control the heart. And there's two major, major areas in the spine that we see when there's damage it always correlates to heart disease. Uh, sorry, I said that back. When there's heart disease, there are two areas in the spine that always correlate with that damage in the spine. And it's right at the very, very top of the spine, right at the base of the skull, there's a nerve called the vagus nerve. And that is what controls a lot of your heart rhythm, your blood pressure, and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But then there's also nerves that come right out of the base of the neck, top of the shoulders. That controls everything going on in your chest, your heart, your lungs, your breathing, all of that. And that's what can control the musculature in the heart as well. And when we come in and we take pictures of people's spines and we see that, oh, they've been dealing with heart disease, that's the first area we're going to check is the cervical spine and see what are the nerves that are controlling the heart, what are they doing? And 
vast majority of the time, we always find that there's been significant damage in that area. Do people feel something if they have those nerves that are being cut off or anything like that, or is it just without doing x-rays? You know, that's a great question. Um, it only takes about 10%, uh, uh, about a weight of a dime to shut the nerve rod off, and you're from 30 to 40, even 50% is what mm-hmm. research shows. So not much pressure, right? And you might feel like a little bit of pressure, a little bit of pain, or a little bit of discomfort in your shoulders or something, but it'll go away. It's kind of like similar to putting like your glasses on top of your head, yeah. and all of a sudden, you're like, where'd my glasses go, right? Mm-hmm. You don't feel the pressure anymore. And so your body adapts to that pressure and it'll adapt to that change. And a lot of times what will happen is people will start to notice it as maybe tightness in their shoulders first. They'll start to get a lot of restriction in their shoulders, tight trap muscles, tight shoulders. Um, then they'll start to notice maybe some numbness or tingling in their hands and fingers. Those are some of the common um, signs that we typically see people present with, uh, maybe some tension type of headaches, you know, because the shoulder tension starts to leak into the neck and then it starts to cause a lot of occipital type of problems. You know, headaches are, are very, very key to showing us that there's something going on in the upper part of the neck as well. There's all there's a lot of different symptoms that you can see, but the most majority that people really focus on is the tight muscles or the pain that they're feeling. Those are the typical two that we'll see. Many, many reasons to go see Dr. Jared and Dr. Evan at Achieve Wellness here in Alexandria. Guys, how do we find you? Give the website and the phone number out if you would. So you can always give our office a call if you have any questions on the book or anything we've been talking about. Give our office a call right now at 320 762 2055. You can find our website at AchieveMyWellness.com or you can find us on Facebook at Achieve Wellness also. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate your time. Thank you.